and welcome to the 11th episode of the 18 yards podcast today we'll be making an 11 of the next generation of football players from europe and across the world these are the best and brightest in in the positions in probably a 433 formation um we'll be giving two options per position so that you guys have a chance to uh, vote for them on our instagram stories and then we'll come up with the final uh, 11 as voted by you So let's get right into it. Ari, who do you have uh, for us as the shortlist for for the goalkeepers? Now I had four goalkeepers in my mind. Uh, Donna Ruma of AC Milan, who I think is already well established. So I think we should not consider him. Yeah. So what we can do is what we can do is because I mean, if we say Donna Ruma, Alfonso Davies, Dilit, Upakamano, Alexander Arnold, Declan Rice, etc., etc., and make an eleven of those already established players, we're not really. I mean, it's not exciting because you already know these guys. So what we're going to try and do is we'll just try and obviously these guys are well established; they are young, and we already know that these guys are going to be the future of football. We're going to try and make an eleven uh, or choose twenty-two players who aren't, you know, tearing it up right now, but will in the next uh, three, four, five years. So players like Mbappe, Sancho, Holland, um, Donnarumma don't come into this uh, conversation today. um so who do you have as the as the next gen who haven't made it yet ari for for goalkeepers uh the athletic bilbao keeper unai simon if people been watching the la liga he's been often hailed as the next ikacasius and i think he will be the next spanish goalkeeper i think he's he's the next in line after de gea and i think he's going to go go to the euros as the backup keeper and he's been having a good season with athletic bilbao and he's just 23 years old so he still has a bright future ahead of him so i think he's one player uh, one goalkeeper that i would like to have in this team uh, what do you guys think do you have any other goalkeepers in mind i think dean dean henderson uh, is as we saw last season he's a solid solid keeper i think spurs may be looking at him uh, in the summer either him or nick pope in my opinion i don't see why uh, jordan pickford is ahead of him in the in the england call up line um i think dean henderson is a much better keeper uh much stronger much more commanding in the area um we all know he's got bags of quality if united do stick with de gea for the next season uh, next season onwards i don't see him staying there because he's too good to be warming any team's bench um jovan who do you, do you, do you have anyone in 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 your mind for uh the next generation of keepers or are these the two that we're going with Um we have Alex Meret down as well but I'm going to side with you on this even though he's a United player I feel like Dean Henderson last season really proved himself and he I feel like he can replace De Gea in the squad for United right now I like this season, I feel like he can come in for him but yeah. it's it's not an easy decision for Ole to make and um i've heard rumors that if dean henderson doesn't get his starting place in the united squad he's going to want to leave and he's a young talent he did really well last season so i'd want him to leave so you know he can really do well at another club maybe because i don't see him replacing de gea but right where now, where could, where where could he because go because i think i think um the top 6 7 uh, teams in the premier league have well established goalkeepers 
Uh, we've got United has De Gea, as you said, he's not being able to get into the team there. Um, Liverpool has Allison, even though he has made a couple of mistakes. I think it can't be seen as anything more than a bump in the road for a fantastic, fantastic keeper. City has Edison. Uh, Spurs has Loris. I think Spurs is the only place, I, only top, top team that I could see him uh, uh, going to in the Premier League. Because, I mean, I don't know. Loris has been solid at times, but he's been really error-prone over the last season, season and a half. And he's 34. So, I, w- I could see Spurs going for a change in the next year, year and a half. Um, but maybe even, you know, West Ham, he could easily dislodge uh, Fabianski and all of these all of these teams that are coming up. But the keeper position is such, I think, in the Premier League that a lot of teams are, a lot of teams are um, very well, uh, well based and they have, they have good players in, in that position. So, that's it then. For the keeper, we've got Unai Simon and Dean Henderson and you guys can vote for whichever one that you'd like to see in our 11 on our Instagram stories. Moving on to left back, um, Ari, why don't you come in with your first pick? See, I, I want to say Theo Hernandez, but I think he's already so well established as one of the best left backs in the world this season. So, I would go with another left back who's 22 years old and he plays for Brazil and he is Renan Lodi of Atletico Madrid. Now, Renan Lodi was bought into Atletico Madrid to replace Felipe Luis. And he's done that not only for Atletico Madrid, but also for, uh, for Brazil. <clears throat> and he's right now, he's not in the team because, uh, because uh, the formation that uh, Simeon is working with, he's using Carrasco on the, on the, on the, on, as a left wing back. So, but, if, but when Simeon is going for a four at the back, I think Lodi is his go-to man at left back position. And... He's, I wouldn't say he's been the best left back in the league, but he's, he's, he's a star to watch out for in the future. He's just 22 years old. Right. Uh, so we've got, uh, <coughs> sorry, excuse me. We've got, um, I mean, in the players we had listed, we had, like you said, Theo Hernandez, we had Kieran Tierney, uh, Alfonso Davies. But again, these are, these are players who are, who are, who are well established. Um, we've also got Mitchell Backer. Uh, who's a PSG player? Given, do you want to shed some light on? Uh, oh, I'll this out. Bro, cash on this player, bro. Who is this player? I was talking about Theo. Fine. Continue. Continue saying. Just ask me who I think should be the left back. Simple. Okay, then then you say then you say uh, then you say uh, that Mitchell Backer is good, but uh, probably you think Theo Hernandez is established, but not established enough to be slightly more established, but not established enough to be removed from uh, the reckoning for this. Okay, so I'm gonna come in. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Yuvan, I mean, what do you think? We've obviously we've got Mitchell Backer, like I said. Um, do you think he makes it into the team or do you think that Theo Hernandez is there but not is established but not established enough to be removed from the reckoning for, for this conversation? Because I would, I would say and I think you would agree with me that he has more uh, quality than Mitchell Backer at the moment. I'm going to agree with you. AC Milan have been doing really well this season and I mean, when you watch their games, the, he actually does stand out for them uh, in the left-back position. And the one thing I really like about players that play on the flank is pace. Theo Hernandez has got it. He moves the ball up front. 
and this is the one season that you know he's really he's come out and he's performed and he's had the ac milan squad they're doing well with him but um let's see how they finish the season because their recent performances haven't been good and honestly i haven't seen michel backer play much much so i'm going to stick with theo hernandez for this one because i've seen him perform consistently this season and i think uh, i mean he has played at the international level as well um so yeah definitely still a young player um so that's it then renan lodi and theo hernandez for the left back spot now uh, center backs um i'm going to throw it to straight to you yuvan um obviously we're removing players like matches delete and diet upakamano uh but this is a position now i feel that everyone is going to have their eyes on come the summer um the euros are really going to determine a lot for some of these young center backs um big big moves in the offing because i think a lot of teams need center backs in the summer and we've spoken about this before and we'll probably continue speaking about this on our transfer uh, transfer series on our weekly transfer series but lots of teams going in for big center backs so even who are some of the players that you're looking for and uh, what could some of the moves be for them uh, in the future of the next year or so right so the players that we've got down is Jules Koundé Alessandro Bastoni Ibrahim Marconate Demiral and Fofana so out of this Koundé was supposed to he he was like rumored to take a transfer in the jan window and in the and, summer as well i think i think city were after him in the summer before they before they went to went for diaz and i mean being a liverpool fan right now if he could get koundé into this team i would take him at the drop of heart anything that happens i would take him right in because he's proven himself he has the quality everyone can see it when he's playing like you know there's a lot of hype around him right now and that can go against a player too but i feel like he has it in him to take it to the next step move to a big team and really prove himself on the big stage so i'm going to back him for this right so and, and obviously also, obviously we we're, we're going to list him down as a right center back because uh, he's right footed um so ari correct me if i'm wrong because you watch more la liga than me is he does he play on the left or the right of a, of a back four Uh, <clears throat> excuse me i think uh, kunde uh, like i said uh, he's of he's been tipped to replace sergio ramos if he leaves so i think ramos has often played his career as a right center back so i think if madrid are looking at him uh, to replace ramos that means he's he has been great as a right center back and like you said he's right footed uh, so i think as yuvan's absolutely right i think jules kunde is a, definitely a, a center back that club should be look, uh, having a lot keeping and keeping an eye on very sorry for the stammering uh so so we've got one uh, right center back and i'm i'm going to i'm going to go right into it and um and talk about alessandro bastoni who is in my opinion a rolls royce of a player uh, he's had a breakout season with inter this year uh, he's big left footed he's a left center back which sometimes are rare Uh, I know that Spurs have been needing a left-footed centre back for a while, although I don't think Alessandro Bastoni is going to go cheap or 
that he's really going to leave Inter uh, so soon. Um, we saw a beautiful ball that he put in for um, Nico Barella in the in the Derby d'Italia a couple of weeks back. Inter top of the table. He's starting regularly for them. I think he's a fantastic, fantastic player, and I think he'd he'd be my pick for uh, for one of the uh, left centre backs. What about Demiral? I feel like he's been good for Juventus, but this season Juventus haven't been, you know, they haven't been as good as they have been for like the past five, six, seven, eight, nine seasons, and maybe that's yeah. a change in like I, you know the the management. But I, I think I think it's also it's also a, it's also a case of. Um, like I mean, we discussed it before when when we when we were talking about the area. It's a case of uh, how Pirlo's come in and hasn't had enough time to to imp- because his tactics are complicated. I mean, if they come off, and I hope they do, uh, a couple of seasons down the line, they're complex and they do well once they're well embedded in the players. But for a summer that's been pretty crazy uh, with the COVID, with the short turnaround between seasons. He should definitely be doing better with the team he has in the league he's in. But I think players like Demiral and younger players in that squad will will come up and, and, and shine over the years. Although, I mean, as compared to, if you compare him to Wesley Fofana, for example, I think Fofana wins that debate because Fofana has been one of my signings of the season in the Premier League. Uh, he's been brilliant. He's been standout in Leicester season so far. They're... they're they're second or third at the moment, um, and they're they're doing well. It looks like they're going to go go and uh, qualify for the Champions League. So he's looking really really strong, and he's been integral in that in that uh, top four challenge from them. So for me, uh, Fofana would would pip uh, uh, Demiral. Yes, I agree. As as a as a right footed centre back, I'd put Fofana with Jules Kounde if yeah. you're choosing between. Between uh, one of them, if we're choosing one of them, yeah. For me, okay, I'm gonna be honest out here. I'm gonna be honest out here. The only reason I'm backing Demiral is because in the Jan when we were having, you know, the whole injury crisis in our defense, Michael Edwards uh, put out a bid for him for I think 55 million, and that's one guy I trust when it comes to transfers. And if he saw something in Demiral, then I trust him. But I haven't, I'm going to be honest, I haven't seen too many of Juventus' games this season. So, yeah. I, I agree. I mean, he's got bags of potential, but I just feel that Fofana this season has really showed what he's capable of. And until we actually see Demiral perform week in, week out like Fofana has done this season, I think we'd have to give the benefit of the doubt to the player that's sort of done it this season in front of us. Um, I think, I mean... Demiral could well prove me wrong, but I think Pufana is really, really a player that I see uh, as, as one for the future. True. And like being very honest, Juventus haven't really been up to it this season. Exactly. I feel like exactly. a, lot, a lot better. Exactly. Uh, so now for the last, for the last centre-back, uh, as um, the left cent- uh, left-footed centre-back uh, to rival Alessandro Bastoni, is a player that in my opinion, my nomination for that spot would be a player who hasn't been talked about 
who has been talked a lot about a lot in terms of transfers. Liverpool went for him. Spurs are going to look at him in the summer. Uh, a lot of other teams, are, I think even Madrid are going to have a look at him. Is Lyle Swen Botman? He can play with both both feet, but his preferred foot is left. Um, he is uh, an integral part of the Lyle team that is topping the league on, right now. Um, unfortunately, they got knocked out of the uh, Europa League, but they're doing well in domestically. So I think for me, uh, Sven Botman is a shoe in here. Uh, what do you guys think? Do you guys agree, or do, do you want to go with with someone else? Because Konate is a right footed centre back, although he can play on the left. Do you think Konate is a better option? No, than I, Botman? I agree with you, Rai. I think uh, Sven Botman deserves at least he deserves to be put up against Bastoni for that uh, left sided centre back position in our team. Is that is that good with you, Ivan? Should we move on to right back? Yep. So who do we have down at right back? We've got Reese James, Sergio Dest, Hakimi, Aaron's, and Aaron Van Bissaka. I would remove so, Van Bissaka because I guess he's been on. He's been around for for two seasons, at least. And even but, and, and I and I remove Hakimi also. Exactly. If we're removing yeah. Van Bissaka, we got to remove Hakimi. Like Hakimi has been up All there. Right. Yeah, okay. He's been better than so, Van Bissaka over the past two seasons. Three so then, I think for me, for me, for me, the debate comes down between Serginio Des and Max Arons. Max Arons was scouted and, by scouted by um, uh, Bayern Munich. Uh, didn't want to pay the the asking price. Uh, Fabrizio Romano just said this morning that uh, United are looking at him. Spurs were looking at him at one point. Even even Everton want him. Oh, sorry, I think Everton. Uh, Everton are opening talks. United have looked yeah. at him, but Everton are opening talks. So I mean, he's a player that's highly sought out. But uh, Serginho Des is playing for one of the best clubs in the world, uh, and he's starting for them. Started for them in the Champions League. Um, he's an integral part of his international side. Uh, for me, I think Serginho Des just edges it out, edges it here because he's sort of playing at a higher level, and um, playing. For, for the American national team a lot. Although, I mean, Max Adams has a lot to do to get into the England team because right back is a position that they're extremely strong in. What do you guys think? Do you guys think uh, Aaron should get in there or Reese James even maybe? Or do you think uh, Serginio Dest is the, is the next big thing? And who's the other option if we, if we don't, don't, don't fix if, uh, if Who's the other option that we give opposite Serginio Dest? I mean, if we're going to compare Serginho Des to Max Arons, I think they're playing in two different football leagues right now. One's playing for Norwich, one's playing for Barca. One's playing in the Champions League, one's playing for Norwich. Right? So no, I don't but think... The, but the Championship is one of the toughest leagues in the world. In terms agreed. Of physical, it's tough. Yeah. But it's not tougher than the Champions League. Yeah, agreed. It's not agreed. Exactly. The, the, the quality, there's a, there's a huge difference in quality. So just because of that reason, I'm gonna go with Des. But what about Reese James? Man's got a wicked cross on him. He's got pace. He can defend well. He's big. He's, he's got power. He's good. And, he's really good. And he's been one of the best right backs in the Premier League this season. Oh, one of the best. I don't know. One about of the best. That. I'm not saying best, but one of the best right backs. And he's had a stellar season for Chelsea. I mean, Chelsea just looks so much better when he's playing for them. I feel like he gives them a lot more going forward, but it's the same problem as Trent. Like when he goes forward, he goes forward and then he exposes his right flank, right? But um, when 
okay, when Rishi is attacking, I feel like he plays more as a wing back for Chelsea than as a winger when transitioning to attack, like Trent does. So he has more of an opportunity to come back and defend. And I think he does better in the right back position just because of that. So he's think, been good, but I would still go with Dest above him. And who's 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 the one we're putting opposite Dest? Because we have to give two options for people Reece to James. vote on. I think James. James or, yeah. I think someone Reece someone James. we do have to mention. I mean, I don't think he's he's at a stage where he's better than Aaron's or uh, Reese James. But Terry Clamty is someone we have to mention when talking about young players and uh, in the right back position. Brilliant in the beginning of the season. He had an injury. And I think he's also going to be one to watch. Definitely. I mean, we're not putting him in here because I think Reese James has been better. But yeah, he's definitely yeah, I think, one I to think watch as well. Tariq Lamptey still has, a, like, compared to the players that we already have on the list, I think he's still not up there at their level right now. But True. Like, when, you, next year. when you look at Lamptey playing in a match, he's really good for, like, spurts of the game. Mm-hmm. And he does make really good attacking runs. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, he's still playing for Brighton, and I don't think you can compare him to Sergio Des, who's you know who's been showing up in the Champions League, who's been playing in the La Liga, and Barcelona have put in a few good performances in the La Liga this season. Yeah, they're playing really they well. They have not the best. They've been good. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, so then, um, then moving on from the right back position to the sort of um, deeper lying. Uh, central midfielder. Um, we've got Sandro Tonali, who's definitely my pick for this one. Uh, we've got Bubakar uh, Kamara. We've got Ruben Neves of Wolves. We've got Ismail Benachar of uh, AC Milan. So who are the two we're going for? I would definitely say Sandro Tonali. He's, um, I mean, I've said this, you guys know this this uh, well enough but for people who don't. Andre Pirlo is one of my favorite players, is one of my favorite players of all time. And and he's one of the reasons I started watching football. Um, and I, when I look at Sandro Tonali, whether I look at him when he's not playing or when I look at him while he's playing, I mean, the guy is a reincarnation of Pirlo. I was really annoyed that he went to AC Milan and not uh, Juventus to play under Pirlo. But I guess he's, it's almost like he's following Pirlo's um, career style from Brescia to, to AC Milan and then maybe to, to, to Juventus. Um, so he's, I mean, he's graceful on the ball. He can, uh, he's, he's got, he's got really good vision. He can strike the ball well. He's definitely one to watch out for in, in the years to come. And and he's gonna go into a Italy midfield full of, uh, full of quality with Nico Barella, Marco Verratti, players that Nicolo Zaniolo playing slightly up ahead. Players with lots of quality and and who are aesthetically pleasing to watch. So I think he's my pick. He definitely for me goes in. I don't know if you guys disagree, and I'll let you guys decide decide uh, the other one. Okay, so I'm just gonna chip in and say, Sandro Tonali. Okay, I love this player. He's got that finesse about him. You know, he's got, he's just got that energy about him. Similar to Pilo, that you know that class about him when he's passing the ball. A stereotypical Italian midfielder, if I can say right. Yeah, but. him to a player like Declan Rice is a little bit different because Declan Rice offers you something very different to what Sandro Tonali does. So I feel like if you're a manager, it depends on the style you want to play. But for me, I'm going to go with Declan Rice because I believe, and you guys know this because we've had multiple debates about this. I've, I believe that the Prem 
is the most competitive league and Declan Rice has been a standout player for the last one or two seasons. He's physical, he gets the ball off players, he moves the ball well. So I'm going to go with Declan Rice above Sandro Tonali just because of the quality of the leagues they've been playing in. Ali, what do you think? I think, um, for me, I think, yeah, Declan Rice is... I, I really, really like Declan Rice. I mean, I think he is the best defensive midfielder in Premier League. Like, no jokes. In my opinion, he is the best. I, I really admire this person, Declan Rice. Yes, you would, like, I know Ryan would say it's Hoiberg and Jovan would say it's Fabinho, but Fabinho is playing as Respect the season. Viking. Respect the Viking. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. but I'm telling you guys, I, I'm, I really, really like Declan Rice. I mean, last game against Spurs, I remember him coming all the way back and making a really crucial tackle in his own D to save a goal. You know what? Think, you know what? I would, right now, if I had to create an EPL team, a midfield, I would take Fabinho, Declan Rice and Hoiberg. Very honestly. I would do that. It might just work out. Even though they're all defensive. But like, all of them, actually, I get what you're, I get what yeah, you're saying. They're all defensive, yes, but they all have the ability to play a ball exactly. and to get forward up the field. Exactly. Yes. But yes, but if but Declan Rice, I think I think we can put Declan Rice into the already established bracket because he's been Yes, that, that's what I was gonna say. Best, that's what I was gonna he's, say. He's been he's been West Ham's best performer for around three years now. And that and that's insane captain. because he's just yeah, and he's already captain all he's captain West Ham. So I think we already put him in the established corner, but if if you're talking about the next generation of young talents who are still not that established, I'd go with Raihan and I'd pick Sandro Tonali, who has and been who's, class who's the one Who would be the one opposite Sandro Tonali? I'm going to say Bubakar Kamara. Newcastle looked at him last uh, winter. Spurs looked at him last summer and last winter. Uh, he's a player that's highly rated, highly sought. Um, I, I think he did the right thing by going to, to a club like Marseille where it was, I mean, it's a step up where he's playing regularly, um, but not all the way up to the Premier League yet. So he can develop and then get to get to a, get a big move in his career later on. So I would probably go Sandro Tonali and Bubakar Kamara. Mm, uh, yes, I would also like Kamara alongside Tonali. But uh, we, we, we've put uh, Kamawinga as a central midfielder, but he can, he can play as a defensive midfielder too. And uh, Real Madrid are looking at him as a replacement to Casemiro. So no, I think... so I'm saying, I'm saying because I think we'll discuss Kamavinga as the option for the slightly high central midfielder playing slightly higher. I'm saying, I'm saying uh, Bubakar Kamara is the person who the people have to vote for opposite Sandra Tonali. That makes sense. Makes sense because yeah, because I think Kamavinga is can all like he's a player who often goes forward. Also. Yeah, I'm just I'm just angling for a Tonali Kamavinga mid, midfield here. I mean that's that's a that's, that's a pairing okay, that's, I would love to watch. That sounds really exciting. But okay, what about Ruben Neves? I think Ruben uh, Neves. To be very honest, he's 23 years old, but he's turning 24 in 15 yeah, days. Yeah, so I think he just goes out <laughs> of this. The, the... Yeah. I know. Okay, so I know he's pushing it for our for our criteria right now for the one we're doing on the podcast. But for the past two, okay, Wolves has haven't done too well this season. But if you look at the last season, last last season, he was like one of the central players in the team. 
he was like the anchor of the midfield and he scores he scores a few goals from out of the box which is something every team will want and he's a physical player i just think that he's a great asset to have in a team especially for a team like wolves I agree, but I would just say no I would just it. say that that Tonali and Kamara have more potential, and I think that's what we're basing our our eleven off here. In in ten years, I mean, who's gonna? I mean, out of these eleven players, we'd wanna say that we got six or seven right at least who have made it to to a certain level. I don't think. I mean, Ruben Neves. I'm not saying he's hit his ceiling, but he's at Wolves. I don't see him going to a Barcelona or Real Madrid. While I think every single player. we have named here can in the future get into a get into a top top team yes i i agree with rahan on this one i right, should we move to center midfield yeah so then so slightly higher central midfield we've got um eduardo camavinga is my pick i mean there's some fantastic players on this list there's camavinga there's hasem war again a fantastic aesthetically awesome. pleasing football player to watch um when he was in that midfield with Ndombele and him uh, at Lyon two seasons back in the Champions League and they were just like i mean i remember they played city and they just they they beat city and the, that midfield was having a ball of a time uh, they ran barcelona pretty close um and this was the barcelona that got to the semi final um we've got western mckenney who is playing for Juventus and every time he is playing and he's on the field Juventus look better and they look much worse off without him we've got Ricky Puig who's got amazing potential in Barcelona so i don't know how we're going to pick two players out of this list i think Eduardo Camavinga is the obvious one because he's the one that i think can really really go and go and make a claim for himself he's like 16 17 years old and he's already getting picked for the France squad and that just says everything he's getting picked for the world champions at that age uh so that that says everything so i i would just go out and and uh put camavinga down and then we can debate the the player that goes opposite to him okay so for me we've got down okay so for me my top two picks for this position are going to be awan weston mckenny not camavinga not camavinga i feel like he still has he still has a few seasons to prove himself a bit more he's he's still young he can do it But Awa and McKenny, I feel like they've proven themselves at the biggest stages. Mm-hmm. But okay, I think we've made a slight mistake by putting Awa in the central midfield position right now, because mm-hmm. while he does play in that in that position, he does play more upfront and he doesn't come back for defensive duties as much as like a player like McKenny or even Kamavinga, right? And okay, so McKenny. Um, I know he just took a transfer at Juventus, and he's been starting all the games. And even though Juventus haven't been at the best this season, he's been a standout player for me. I agree. I think I think I was also yeah. going to suggest he's got a good shot in him. So for me, that Loki, you know, outdoes what Awa brings to the game because he's a well all-rounded central midfielder. But if I wanted a attacking midfielder, I put Awa in front of him. Ari, what do you think? Are you are you? Um, I'm gonna let you. I've said Kamavinga. He said McKenny and Awar. I'll say Kamavinga and McKenny. So McKenny's in there. You've got to decide between Awar and Kamavinga. Give us your thoughts on both the players and who you're gonna go for. I know you're gonna go for Kamavinga because you think he's gonna be a Madrid player very soon. Yeah, 
uh, no but, uh, but you know to to be very honest to be very honest i would have gone with uh, belvody or deong but i think both of them are already established as uh, good players so i think uh, belvody and deong should not be in the conversation so i think yes choosing between kamavinga and awa i think it has to be kamavinga i mean the guy is 18 years old and he is all, and he's and madrid are very serious about him and madrid have hardly been this serious about an 18 year old before and you know they have they have a plan of 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 getting him into the team and making him a excellent cover for casemiro and and he like rahan said he's already he's already been part of the france squad and he's already scored a couple of goals for france so i think kamu winga at 18 years old i think out of the players that we listed out he has the highest ceiling and for that reason i think kamu winga should be our uh, player in the team okay but just to counter that you're basing kamu winga off a few performances and what other people have said about him but our we've all seen it we've we've seen what he did against city arguably the best team in the last one or two years right now at least in the epl to right? be honest to be honest i think kamu winga has a higher ceiling than western mckenny to be very honest i i'm i'm being really honest here Western McKenney for me is more of a central midfielder. Awa again, like I said, I feel like we've done an injustice to him by putting him in the central midfield position. I feel like he would be better suited to the attacking midfield because he does play that you know more forward position while having an anchor behind him. And a player like Western McKenney is exactly like the anchor I'm talking about behind him. Yes, and and I think. That's the only reason I've gone for Western McKenny. I think if, if you're choosing, if you're choosing three players out of a uh, two players out of Western McKenny, Awa, and Kamavinga, I think Kamavinga should definitely be there. Like, no, dude, this guy, he was 17 years old, and he won Man of the Match against PSG, a team which is impossible to beat in in, in the French league. Agreed, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go with Ari here. Okay, Ka- but Kamavinga and McKenny. How many youngsters? Have we seen have been hyped up because of a few matches and then burnt out? On the but other Kama, hand, Awa for Kama, a whole Champions League season, for a whole Champions League season, he's proved himself. Weston McKenney for Juventus, he's been a standout player this season. Kamavinga so, has been both of them. Awa and Kamavinga play in the same league, right? Kamavinga yeah. won Player of the Month at the age of seventeen, and he like, hasn't faded out. And like he hasn't faded out. He's 18 years old. He doesn't. He does not need to be the best player in the world yet. That's the, the whole point of making this team is identifying players who have the highest ceiling out of the youngsters. Agreed. But has Kama Winga played in the same in the same matches in the same you know matches with the ceiling that Awa has played? No, like, I think Kama, Kama Winga. We don't the semi-finals of the Champions League last season. We can't. We First, can't. We can't just sideline. It's a firstly, big I think, firstly, I think Kamavinga and Awar are two different kind of players. Awar is more of an attacking threat, and Kamavinga is more of a defensive rock. Agreed. So I think I I don't even know why Weston McKinney is in the conversation if you're talking about two players. For me, Weston McKinney is still more of a defensive player. But okay, if we gonna compare Kamavinga directly against Awar. I'm still gonna stick with Awa just because we've seen what he can do. While Kamavinga still has to prove himself at the same stage. I think for me, for me, it has to be Kamavinga. 
Yes, hundred percent. No, I think I think what we can do is I think Kama Winga is more of a defensive player than any of the players that we mentioned before, apart from Tonali, obviously. So I think we should. I think that'll be the toughest poll for the audience: Kama Winga or Tonali. I think we should put yeah, so them. So we'll do put that, and we'll put Awar and Mckenny as uh, as the option. Yes, I think that 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 makes a lot of sense because Kama Winga is is going to play as a defensive midfielder yeah. wherever he goes, especially Real Madrid. So I think. Okay, so uh, now again another very exciting position is central attacking midfield. Uh, we've got Phil Foden. Are we putting Foden in here, or is he too well established? I think he. Uh, I don't think he's. I don't think he's. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. I, I would yeah. class this as his proper breakout season. Yeah, and yeah. also, also you gotta consider that. Okay, Pep has. Twenty world-class players at his disposal exactly. all the time. Yeah. Right? What if Pep goes out? What if they change their style of play? Yeah. Right? Then, if some other manager comes in, then Diego Simeone leaves Atletico Madrid, comes to City for some wild reason. I don't think Foden's going to be that important of a player to him as he is for Pep right now. Right. So I feel like Foden's been really good, but he has to start more consistently for in the EPL for Pep. And um, he's obviously so, shown his quality, but like so then so then who are the, who are the players, for me for me the two players to pick from here would probably be Nicolo Zaniolo, who before his ACL tear was fantastic for Roma, uh, and Phil Foden. And I would put, I would even put Dominic Sobizelai uh, in the attacking midfield um, conversation rather than as as left wing. So uh, mine would probably be Zaniolo and Sobizelai. Actually, not Foden. I agree with you. I think Foden's a fantastic player, and we, I'm saying even forget even a year later, we have this conversation in six months, and Foden's probably going to be a pick eyes closed. But for me, uh, I would probably go uh, Zaniolo and Sobzilai at the moment. I think at the moment Foden deserves to be at least in one of the two picks because we were, right, we were just put, just just Foden. two let's minutes ago. Two minutes ago, we we were talking about whether he's established himself as one of the best right, players in okay. Premier League or not. And now we're not. It doesn't make sense. Okay, so I then think, who okay, are we going? I, who are we going with Foden? I think I, okay, I, agree we, Ari, I think I think we'll have to go with Foden because he has. I mean. I, I think until Gundogan decided to uh, become the second coming of Sergio Aguero, Foden was their highest scorer across all competitions. Then that's saying something, um, because he doesn't start that regularly. So he has been very, very effective. He's got a great record against the top six. Uh, so I would say Foden is in. And who's the one opposite uh, Foden? Is it uh, Danny Olmo? Um, <clears throat> I haven't seen enough for 
from Odega to be in this conversation. Uh, I would probably make this a pick between Zaniolo and Sobzalai. Okay, one player that I think we've low-key overlooked is Mason Mount. Look at his performances in this season, the last season. He's been central to Chelsea's attack. And, okay, they didn't do it too well, but right now with the new manager, they really picked up and he's been, he's been like the focal point of the attack. He's been building up their plays. He takes he takes brilliant set pieces, takes like corners, and he's a goal set too. I feel like Mason Mount has just so much potential that and that's the reason I would put him in there. See, I agree with you one. I think Mason Mount has been Chelsea's best player this entire season. And he's and he's guaranteed to start at the Euros. So I think Mason Mount, but uh, but you know this. I think this position is the toughest position to choose from because we have some quality players. Like Raihan mentioned, Zaniolo before his ACL tear was one of the best players in Roma. Uh, even uh, Martin Odegaard. I mean, he was he was top five players, top five players in his position in La Liga last year. And even this year, he hasn't been getting much playing time for Madrid, so he went to Arsenal. So he's just settling in. But he showed glimpses. He showed she showed glimpses of uh, you know brilliance with his passing and his vision. So I think Odegaard has a good shout. Uh, and uh, even even players like Ryan Cherky and uh, uh, Florian Wirtz, who are both 17 years old, so I think they still have a very high ceiling. To they have they have, they have a great they have a very high ceiling. So I think this position is really tough. And we even have Pedri in in in, in, the, in this position, and and he's and he's, he's coming really to, Barcelona. to Barcelona. Yeah, yeah, he's coming to Barcelona, and he's already people are saying he's in Iniesta's replacement, and he's just. 18 years old and he's already started he started he started every game for Barcelona this season and he's been an integral part of the team so I think this position yeah uh, this position is really really tough to choose from to be very honest I mean okay when you're choosing between Foden Pedri Zaniolo Olmo Odegaard Mason Mount and right now we talk about the young you know the young players that are going to break out and these players like they're already out there, I'd say. But for me, I'm still going to push Mason Mount just because of the impact that he's had individually at Chelsea, even though bigger names have come in, like Havertz and Timo Werner, um, who flopped. <laughs> but he's still been, you know, the central point of the attack and he's been proving himself almost every week. No, I, I, I agree with you. Mason Mount has been good, but... Now, to imagine this scenario. Would you rather be an impact player in Barcelona or would you rather be an impact player in Chelsea? I mean, there's two good teams in the La Liga and there's seven in the EPL. So, I would rather be an impact player in the EPL that would make the top two than be an impact player that would... You know, I mean, for me, for me, people. for me, I don't, I don't see why Mount is in this conversation because Sobzalai and um, Zaniolo have a much higher ceiling than Mason Mount, in my opinion. Mason Mount is a fantastic player, but in my opinion, another two, three years when we compare these three players, I don't think Mason Mount comes into the conversation of these two. But I think Zan- Zaniolo is good, but I think he's been injured too often. I think he's been out for the entire season, so I think. Considering that, so then, then who would you who would you suggest? So I'm confused. Miss Mountain. I'm confused between three players. I'm confused between three players: Mason Mount, Pedri, 
and uh, Shabuzlai. I would go so, so oh, Shabuzlai. He's fantastic. We even have Danny Olmo, guys. I forgot about Danny Olmo. He's he's been Leipzig's best player this season. One of the best players this yeah. season. How about how about just for this position, just because there's so many quality players, we make an exception and we come up with three choices in set in you know instead of two. Right. Okay. So let's do that. Right. Or, or just to make voting more easy, let's come up with four choices and then people can choose two and out of those two, people can choose one. How about yeah, this? Okay. Works. So, so we who, have who? Phil Foden. Yeah. We have Mason Mount. Yeah. So we'll do Foden versus okay. Mount. We have Pedri. And Pedri versus Sobzalai. Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. So then, uh, quickly moving on from from the attacking midfield uh, position, uh, straight to left wing. There are established players like Ansu Fati, Vinny Junior, uh, Marcus Rashford, um, Oyarzabal. But for me, it would probably be between Bukayo Saka or. Um, yeah, I think for me, Bukayo Saka has got to be in there. I think he's been fantastic for Arsenal and it pains me to say it, but he's one of the only Arsenal players that I like. Been fantastic this season and last season. Uh, I think he's definitely got to be in the conversation here. Wait, I'm, uh, are we considering Saka as a left winger or right winger? Because last season he played as a left winger, but this season he's played more of a right midfielder. I think let's, let's, put, him in, let's put him in as a left winger for now. Okay. Cool. I think Saka deserves to be there. Uh, and I think Ansu Fati is not yet established himself. He's still 18 years old. And I think Ansu Fati should be the second pick in the left wing. Yuvan, do you agree with that? In fact, he's better than Saka when he's No. Playing. Okay. So when you were reading out the list for the wingers, I heard you say a lot of names. And then I heard Saka. And I was like, yep, that's the guy. All right, that's so, the guy so then- I want. Yep, that's the guy I want in my team. If I'm going okay. for an under-23 team, a team that's got to beat another 20, under-23 team, it's got to be Saka. Over Fati. Over He just has it in him. And he's proven himself. He gets o- over, o- over Ansu Fati also. That's a really tough one. <laughs> that's a really tough so one. Anyway, we're choosing two players. So I think Ansu yeah. Fati and Saka should be our for the poll. Okay. Uh, I mean, on then, spot, you've been like the name yeah. out there. But like, yeah. don't and he's just 18 years old. Yeah. So I think Saka and Ansu Fati are the other ones to pick from here. Uh, for right wing, we've got um, obviously Pulisic, Sancho, uh, etc. Uh, Ferran Torres are more established. Um, so I think the conversation has to uh, begin with Rodrigo from Real Madrid. We've got Fred, Frederico Chiesa. We've got Mason Greenwood, uh, Dejan Kulusevski, uh, uh, Francisco uh, Trincao from Barcelona. For me, my pick would be uh, Fred, uh, Federico Chiesa. Been brilliant for Italy, brilliant for Juventus. And he was fantastic at Fiorentina before that. Uh, for me, I mean, he'd be my my nomination for one of the two spots here. 
I don't know what you guys think. Uh, if there are two other players in in this list that are better than Kiaza, I don't think so. Uh, what what do you guys think? I think Kiaza makes the list. Same. My nomination is Kiaza, and the other player that I want to nominate for this position is uh, Rodrigo of Real Madrid. Uh, he's he's already scored a perfect hat trick in the Champions League. A goal from the head, a goal from the left foot, and a goal from the right foot. He's already scored a hat trick, and he's only played eleven games in the Champions League, and he's already got more than eleven goal involvements, and he's and he's averaging a goal involvement every sixty minutes in the Champions League, in the biggest competition in the world. So I think Rodrigo is a really quality player, and he has a re- and he has a really high ceiling. Now he's been out injured. and because of that real madrid's attack is all struggling when he's playing real's attack is 10 times better than it is right now so i think apart from kiesa who definitely should be on the list i think my second player that i feel is uh, rodrigo okay me, do, you want, do you agree or do you want to switch it around yeah for me outright it's got to be polisic i don't know how you guys didn't bring up his name no i did but i did polisic comes last in, season yeah. I would say he comes in as a much more established player. So okay, so are we avoiding him? Yeah, yeah we're avoiding think... him because because when yeah. you talk about Pulisic, you you don't talk about him being one of the best young players in the league. Yeah, I mean he's he's pretty much established. If he not go to consider Pulisic, then I would have to go and side with Ardi and say Rodrigo because I've okay, I've seen a few La Liga matches this season and. And last season, and whenever Rodrigo has been on the pitch, I've actually enjoyed watching him play. He's, you know, he's got that Brazilian flair about him. He knows how to get past players, and it's really fun to watch. But he's also effective, which is amazing. Okay, so then uh, the last position we've got is um, uh, Victor. Uh, sorry, uh, at striker we've got Victor Osim and Jonathan David from Lyle. uh moiskin from psg lotaro martinez and gabriel jesus we've listed them down but they are much more established um alexander isak from real sociedad who's doing really well daniel marlin from psv doing fantastically the file leao at ac milan darwin nunez at benfica and dominic calvert lewin who is surprisingly just 23 and we all know because we watch the premier league a lot how well he's doing so what do you guys think who are the two players that that are going into the vote here So, are we going to count Dominic Calvert-Lewin in this, or are we leaving him out? Because if you're going to count him in, it's going to be a slight issue because of his stats this season and the end of last season. He's been lethal. Guys, I think he's been lethal as well, and he is just twenty-three. Um, but I think some of the other players in this list may have a higher ceiling. Especially Moiskin, I think. Yeah, I think Moiskin has really found himself at PSG, uh, and even players like Daniel Marlin and Alexander Isak have a, have a, and Osimhen are, are really really good. What do you think, Yuvan? I I would put Moiskin in here for sure. I'm honestly I'm a big fan of Osimhen because he's big, he's got the pace, he's clinical. But I would still put if we're gonna consider Calvert Lewin, then I'm gonna put Calvert Lewin over him. Because okay, let's see. So he's been really good in the Prem. Plus, okay, so in a few interviews he said that what's really helped him is is the physicality of the Championship. And as we all know, the Championship is very physical league. 
and that helped him adopt to the prem and he became an ultimate poacher and that's why I'm going to go with him because this dude gets goals he knows how to fend off defenders and i know he's 23 but he's got a long way to go right now i don't know if he'll leave everton though and i feel like calvin lewin is the type of player that's going to stay in the prem and he's going to establish himself as a as a good premier league striker but he might not make it further than that and that's my only hesitance about calvin lewin but i'm still going to back him even though he's an everton player so then let's go with moyes keen and and, and calvin lewin can 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 i can just say i i think even i think we should really consider alexander isaac he's played 16 games in la liga and he's already scored 12 goals and he's just 21 year old so he's not way far away from dominic calvert lewin is 23 years old and sociedad are doing really well in la liga and he's been on the main players 12 goals in the league is not it's not joke that 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 is there as well so do you want to put him instead of moyes keen No, I think Keane Keane's been Keane. Okay, so then let's just take with Keane. Let's just take with Keane Calvert-Lewin. So uh, there we have it. We've got our twenty-two players. We'll put them up on the Instagram stories. Uh, you guys can vote vote for them. Twenty-four players actually, because of the conundrum at at centre attacking midfield. You guys can vote for them. Um, and uh, once you've voted, we're going to make an eleven of the players. And what we're also going to do is we're going to uh, make the eleven players that win the vote. Uh, onto a team on uh, FIFA 21, and we're going to do a career mode, and we'll post a couple of videos, uh, stories, etc., about how that season goes and how they would do at the moment uh, in a season in maybe the Premier League, because I think we agree that's the best league in the world. Um, so yeah, so I think do you guys want to go with the Premier League and a team that's in the Champions League? It has to be City because they have the they have the most money, so we can easily buy the players. We already no, you can just do a financial takeover. It's a cheat code. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's not. Okay, let's not go with City because what we want to do in career mode, City is doing in real life, so yeah. it doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah. So, let's, so we'll we, we'll select. We'll be able to do what City is doing right now. Yeah. And we and we and we'll simulate all the matches so that there's no, so that if if Raihan is playing, the team will lose. So that way, if you simulate the matches, it's fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So, um, thanks, guys. As always, uh, you can catch us on with all our new content, uh, weekly content such as the transfer series. We'll be doing Liverpool this week. Um, our hot take will come out either on Wednesday or Thursday again. Um, stay tuned for more episodes of the podcast. Keep listening. Send us your feedback as always. And thank you very much. See you next week.